Hello and welcome to the Kosh. I am your host, Timber Smith, and the Kosh is a podcast that spotlights people who have had an association with Oshkosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area. Kosh listeners, what's going on, y'all? How you doing? I'm checking in again. Um, I appreciate you if you're sitting here listening right now. You already know. Uh, let me give you the morning check because you know I got to tell you what's going on this morning. It is chilly but gorgeous. So, like, here's what I'm mad about. Why are we in full fall right now? We ain't supposed to be in full fall yet. Like, my feeling is this. Like, Wisconsin is usually notorious for, like, giving us five different summers like you you have main summer and then as it starts to get cool you get these random days of heat or or a little warmth but you know we don't got we ain't got that yet and so look wisconsin don't let me down i need those other five to seven summer days that you're supposed to randomly kick down to me i'm looking forward to it you know it's so chilly oh you know what cash listeners you know what else why did the burrito man disappear at the farmer's market? Now, y'all already know I am in love with the burritos at the farmer's market and they done disappeared on me. This is second year in a row. Like, can't uh, look burrito people. Can you not just stay the full farmer's market season? Because them burritos are delicious. And and you're you're over here breaking Timber's heart. I'm just saying for real, for real. All right. So. You already know what I'm going to say. I don't know why. I don't know why I get these amazing guests that I am <laughs> able to pull in. I get the best, best guests. And I'm going to tell you right now, this episode here, I'm going to tell you right now, is going to be fire, fire. And I just know because me and this guest, we already have Kim. Like, we 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 chop it up here and there, have these great conversations, and there's a vibe. So there's a vibe in the room, and you know what happens when there's a vibe in the room there's a great episode that's about to happen. This <laughs> is just the way it is. So here's what I'm going to do. You already know. This week's guest is Nao Medina. Did I pronounce that right? Yes, sir. All right. Now, Nao, I know I'm going to let you say your real name the way, the way that it is appropriately enunciated now there's this running joke because i slaughter more names on this show than a little bit <laughs> um i always forget to like ask the person like give me that phonetic spelling so i can write it down but i don't do it so in this case <laughs> though i know people say your name wrong all the time oh, so yeah. <laughs> but but we have an agreement that um i can call him nail and and that's where we at yeah yeah so it's, it, i'm actually really uh grateful for this platform to explain my name um it's been something i've been wanting to do for so long because i'm known by so many different names so my name is eating nail isai medina the third um and i remember as a kid my grandfather who i'm my dad's named after so who i'm ultimately named after would ask me how do you say your name and i would say how they call me in school which is irenio and he'd say no your name's eating now so I, I tried that out in second grade got made fun of all the time so then I started going by my middle name, which is Esai. Um, and then for my whole life growing up, even through college, I was known by Esai. Um, but with the name Esai came a laundry list of trouble. And so then when I tried to transition to the professional world, I was like, all right, everybody's going to call me Irenio. I don't got to change my Facebook up. I'm trying to hide my past, da-da-da, right? 
And then a year, two years ago, I started East, and the, the, my um, colleagues asked me, how do you say your name? I said, well, which way? And they said the correct way, and ever since, I'm like, all right, cool. So at like 30 years old, I'm reclaiming my name, Edie Nail. Um, but my grandfather, my dad, and now me, we all go by nail because a lot, a lot of folks who aren't, you know, speaking Spanish or, or even, you know, just don't know how to roll their R's. Nail's easier. It comes out the tongue. It's a little quicker. It's bite size. So Nail Medina, that's how we landed there. All right. Yeah. That's what's up. See, I'm, I'm about this nail because me and nail had this conversation, uh, not that long ago. And I was like, nail, uh, nail is the brand. Oh yeah. Nail is the brand. And um, you'll understand what I mean when I say that as this conversation carries on. <laughs> All right. So, Nail, uh, can you please share a little something about yourself and uh, what is your connection to the Kosh or the surrounding Fox Cities area? Yeah. So, I'm an artist and advocate. Um, I, I My day job is in the realm of advocacy. And I, I, I do my best to fuse the two together as much as possible. Um and then how I'm connected to the Kasha, uh, this is um, the city that formed me. So I, I left Sheboygan as a knucklehead kid, came out, here, <laughs> came out here and, you know, um, did my college years here. And, uh, you know, it, Oshkosh really shaped me and, and put me on the trajectory that I am in, in that uh, introduced me to my mentor, Josh Marquardt, who runs Art City. Um, they used to be downtown. Now they're out off the highway, but... Yeah, Oshkosh is like humble beginnings. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, family? No family here. Family, like, where is my family at? No, nah, no, nah, man. You, you, I mean, you got a family? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Um, I got two kids. Uh, my daughter Coco, my son Jax, uh, my wife Val, and she's carrying our third child coming December fourteenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, super excited for that. A little nervous, a little nervous. Oh. I hear three is different than two, so. Because <laughs> at that point you are outnumbered. <laughs> I do believe I have heard that also. I heard that at the point in which you become outnumbered, you you no longer are in control. <laughs> you know, this is why I decided on one child because then we were always on the up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm just being right. honest. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, congratulations. December 14th. I got love for that. I know I know a couple of people with that birthday. Actually, it's a really good birthday if I'm going to judge it by the people who share it. And um if that's the way that looks out, the other thing that I love about it is uh it's Sagittarius season. Let me just throw that out there. <laughs> it is Sagittarius season. As you can tell, that that is personal to me Bruh. just because I am a Sagittarius. So, therefore, <laughs> yeah. I am a December baby. So, I got one piece of advice for you about that. Are, are any of your other, other children December babies? No, June and September. Okay, so so let me break this down to you. The thing about being a September baby is don't cheat them out their birthday. <laughs> Look, the December kids always get cheated. Parents be trying to roll it together. They be like, all right, I'm, I'm going to hold off on this birthday. We're going to get you something really good at Christmas. No, <laughs> no, nah, man, don't do that. Bruh. I'm just saying, look. You got to celebrate our birthdays, too. I don't care if my birthday's on Christmas Eve. <laughs> then I want a party. I want a birthday party. Me and Jesus can can figure it out together. But, to, but look, it's my birthday, and I'm just saying, don't cheat the December kid out of his birthday. Yeah, yeah, I feel that. Well, if it's anything like my, my first two kids, so my son and my daughter were both born three weeks early. 
So that's putting us at like Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know if that's better or yeah, worse. <laughs> I know. I'm not. I'm. I'm trying to figure that one out myself because Thanksgiving is a time for food and old fashions. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. I'm, I, <laughs> exactly. And uh, I also heard you mention uh, you're a Titan, right? Yep. Yep. You got to celebrate that, man. Yeah. Yeah, because this is a look, this is a place we celebrate the Titans. There's a lot of guests on here who are associated with the university. We got a lot of love for the university. And me also being a Titan myself, you know, I got to show love. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the the professors there, they kept me on the right track. Uh, shout out to Gail. She's still, you know, teaching there. Trina, Jeff. Yeah, it's been great. Craig and and they, they still keep in touch, you know, here and there. They might pop up at something I'm doing or try to get me involved. So, you know, shout out to the university for hiring staff that keep in touch with the people after they leave. <laughs> what was that? Uh, what you go to school for, if I can ask? I got a bachelor's of fine arts. So um, my emphasis was 2D. So back back when I was at school, I was in the printmaking and stuff, but always like had this fascination in in the the culture of graffiti and street art and whatnot we spent a week in detroit and i was hardly at the conference i was supposed to be at because that was during the recession so you know i was out painting and seeing all the graffiti and whatnot um but it it you know it jumped around it's at first it was like art education trying to be an art teacher um just because without much uh previous experience in the college realm i knew that i i liked my art teacher so i was like sure why not um, but, but I was actually told I'd never be allowed to work in a school. So then that went out the window. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, uh, then I went to graphic design and at that time I was super into like just street culture and the, the professor wasn't vibing any of the stuff that I was making because it was like very loud. Um, and you know, I think about like what my classmates were making and mine was just complete opposite all the time. So a semester into that, I was like, nope, I guess I'm just going to be an artist. <laughs> and, you know, you get the questions like, what are you going to do with that? How are you going to make money with that? You know, and that stuff can be defeating. I almost dropped out of art school. Um, but I, I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it. And I have an entrepreneurial spirit. I always have. And uh, I think that's allowed me to kind of carve my own way, make my own path. And also just in this region, there isn't anybody doing what I'm doing. And so it's good to be a one of one rather than a one of a hundred, one of a thousand. Facts. Facts. Yeah. That is one thing about sometimes being in the place where people are like, why are you there doing that? Mm -hmm. Well, because ain't no one else here doing that. Exactly. And that's exactly why I'm here doing that. Um, and so here's what I've, I've been trying to get to is um, you're an artist. Mm -hmm. um, and, and what's your specialty for the Kosh listeners? What do you what do you do? Yeah, I'm painting walls, man. I think that's, there's so many different layers to just, other than that statement, but, you know, for the listeners, I paint murals. Um, I love to spray paint, but, you know, anything. And then I have a studio in my basement that I wish got used more, uh, but my wife and I also have collaborative body of work. Um, we just had a show at UW Oshkosh last year. Mm. Um, we won Best in Show at um, Art in the Park this summer, which was great. So, yeah, we do a little bit of everything. But the main thing I'm doing is painting walls. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. I, and I've got to experience this a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that. <laughs> that was that was uh, it was a fire experience as someone who whose art um, 
experience and technique goes is about as far as stick figures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Not the stick figures. Yeah, oh, man, but they fire stick figures. <laughs> yeah. They're not just like your regular everyday stick figures. And I'm so kidding. They are horrible stick figures. <laughs> the lines aren't even straight. Right. Like I can't. Worm uh, people. They basically, basically, they always look like they break dancing. <laughs> That's what's going on. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you ready to jump into the first segment? Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. The first segment is called What in the World is Going On With? This is where you start with the phrase What in the World is Going On With? And then you tell us what's on your mind. So what do you, Nail, what do you got for us? Um, the Trout Museum of Art. Yeah. Bruh. So, you know, they're looking at trying to get a new location. It's not Maybe it's not so much the Trout Museum of Art, but more so the um, the opposition to where they're trying to go. Um, so they're they're looking at a space in off the river in Appleton um, that is called the Ellen Court Peace Park, donated to and in honor of um, Ellen Court, who, to my knowledge, is a poet from Appleton uh, years ago. Um, and they, you know, they showed their plans, which has a building off on one sector and retains much of the park's original design, which um, I should note has not even no ground has been broken there. Um, and so then they, they, they go ahead and erect the park on the Trout's dime. You know, Trout is finding and gathering the money. Um, but I think for me, it's like what I, what I don't understand and maybe perhaps what frustrated, frustrates me is that I went to this meeting to speak and there was nobody that looked like us, really. You know, I um, shout out Israel del Toro, who's an alderman there. And I, I might have seen, you know, one or two maybe other Folks of color, when I say that, that's what I mean. Um, and so then I, I'm also reading things where it's like the community largely opposes this. And in my head, I'm thinking about the community that I interact with and they don't even know. They don't know. Uh, and so like um, I was talking to my wife, who also is the um, director of education over at the Trout Museum of Art. And it's just like, uh, how how can we like let the community know and make their own informed decision uh, you know, kind of, it's not for me. It's like, yeah, of course, I'd love to see it on the river, but it's it's also about just letting folks know. Like, I think about Black and Brown communities, and I know that there was some research done by Kyle Armstrong um, through Imagine Fox Cities this summer about exposure to nature. You know, and I serve kids at Appleton East that they lived in Appleton, never done. We, I mean, Bagos just down, you know, down the road. There's High Cliff. There's you know, uh, boo bolts. Of course, we got the pass along the river, but they don't interact with nature, you know. And we're not even a big city like that, but they're just city kids, you know, who've been doing the park thing, whatever. But it's like the the ripple effect to putting a museum, an art museum, on the river. And I know that my wife is working on, and the trout specifically works on, like, things in the DEI realm, right? Like, as well as every other organization right now. Um but, you know, we, we bring in kids and then they get the arts experience and the nature experience and they can take that home. They can learn something and it also might pique an interest. How do I get get involved with this more? Um, and so that's like for me, that's why it's so important. I just I'm not understanding the opposition, but I also think when folks are claiming like the community largely opposes this. No, y'all neighborhood oppo- opposes this because, you know, you guys got this like view off the bluffs of just this big green space of land. It's like, um, 
let's let the entire community know then and, and let them decide and reach out to their aldermen. And I think from what I gathered at, at this meeting was that the aldermen, of course, are going to ride with their constituents. But if their constituents don't know, you know, it, to my perception, and it, I could be way off, is that the claim was made there's a Save Ellencourt Peace Park sign up in every district in Appleton. That just seems like one degree of separation away from somebody that lives in that neighborhood. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, cool, like that, awesome. But it doesn't. It to me that it, it just doesn't seem like what it what the claim is being made. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think about like in specific my lens, the kids that I serve or the kids that you know my colleague Shelby who serves native native kids. You know, like those communities. Do they even know about this? Do they do they know that they could have something like this? Do they know do they know that what the trout's doing for them right now? Um, and so it's like, okay, like I like there's a part of me. I was just telling my wife this morning. There's part of me that's like, yo, I want to try to use my platform to help inform neighborhoods. How can I do that? You know, it's it's just kicking around up there right now. But I I see this this claim. Like I you know I keep going back to that. And I think that's the thing that frustrates me. It's like. You can't say the community largely opposes this if they don't know. You can't have, you know, there's, I think there's probably 25, 27 people that spoke. Maybe four of those, five of those were for the move. And so and then you got like, what, like 23 people, 23 people that live in that neighborhood do not represent the entirety of Appleton. You know what I mean? And, and I know that people kind of came at me a little bit about, not being a resident of Appleton, I live in um, Kakana, but I'm bringing my talents to Appleton every single day. And that's not to be big-headed or arrogant, right? But I left Oshkosh because, and we'll talk more about this, but the red tape that I, it was too much work to try to do what I wanted to do in Oshkosh, so I had to leave. And so it's like, I'm coming to Appleton every day. I'm working with y'all kids every day. I'm changing your community every day. That's all I want to do. Like, and so it's like, yeah, I might live down the road, but, you know, other cities down the road is still the same city. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yep. yep. Uh, no, but that's that's um, I'm still trying to wrap my head around all that. What I'm going to say is that I think you're very intuitive. Um, I think you've got a good read on some stuff. Mm. And um I'm gonna dance this. I'm gonna dance this dance carefully. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, I get, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. dance this dance carefully, but I'm just gonna say, like, I don't. I think your perceptions aren't wrong. Yeah, and I like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I like what you're talking about, and I do think there needs to be a more informed. Um, there need there needs to be more questions asked. Uh, needs to be more informed and you know there's not a right or wrong necessarily Mm -hmm. but um, I do think sometimes when people are when people have privilege and power they can make their one seem like 21 Mm -hmm. and then make and try to make the 21 be perceived as one yeah and so I, I do think some of that, some of that might be happening, mm-hmm. you know. And so um, I, I just think uh, the conversation is a great conversation. I think it's a great exercise in, in community engagement. Um, it is truly get involved in your local government and know what's going on. You could be, here's the thing, there's two sides to that coin. You could be missing the opportunity for great things mm-hmm. or 
you could have things you don't want imposed on you. So either way of either side of it you stand on mm-hmm. is good to be engaged and involved and informed. Yeah, yeah. That was my first experience ever with, you know, doing any sort of interactions with local government and it's kind of something I've been eyeing up from afar for long-term goals and um you know, I think this will be a good just kind of exercise to figure out how to rally support across community, how to use my platform. And like I said, at the end of the day, it's it's to let people know what's happening and a potential opportunity and let them make that decision so people aren't speaking for them. And especially myself being an advocate, and this is what I said in that meeting. It's like you look around that room, there's nobody that looked like us. So how, how can you decide for that community? It's like that time for me, from my perspective, that time is over. People make decisions for me, above me, that don't look like me, and then they don't come down to see how that impacts me. No, I can't. I can't let that one slide. You say you ain't no more. Huh? No. <laughs> I feel you on that. No. 100%. Um, well, the way I look at it is, like, this is the platform. This is your first platform. Yeah. And all this has to do is um, this, the cost just has to reach into some Appleton households now and yeah. uh, understand this is, because I will say this, the one thing I will share is, like, this is hot in Appleton as mm-hmm. far as the topics like um, a lot of people I'm talking to uh, through my work or my engagement with the community right now like this is front and center like there's a lot of eyes on this there's a lot of emotion about this like there's everybody who has feelings about this mm-hmm. um, and so I'm curious to see how it all shakes out um, Same. yeah I would hate to see the trout leave Appleton um, I really yeah, would. I just think it's a, I'm always for when there is the opportunity for things that cause community um, engagement, commerce, visitation. Mm-hmm. You got to really look at those because, you know, it, that's what you want. You want people to be able to come visit your community, see how amazing it is. Maybe, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes that's what brings in new private sector business. Um, sometimes, that's what brings in uh, donors, donations, mm-hmm. sponsors. Um, sometimes that's what brings in the commerce of uh, conventions yeah. and, and all sorts of things. And, like, when people pick the places, they look at all the things. Yeah. Like, what do you do while we're here? Mm-hmm. And uh, I just think it's one of those things, like, I, uh, once again, what you don't want is those few who who have the ability to make it seem as if they're many mm-hmm. to make the, the decision of many mm-hmm. because the many may not be fully aware or engaged. Exactly. So um, I like it. Yeah. And that's hot. That goes hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> Just because that is close. That's close to uh, the world I'm dancing in right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right. All right. Uh, my what in the world is going on with is what in the world is going on with the adult Happy Meal? Seriously, Bruh. did y'all hear about this? You hear about this? Yeah, uh, funny because one of my students had one up in the room the other day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, over at East. Like, <laughs> I'm not prescribing to it. It's a hype. Yeah, I think. <laughs> look, look, it's the ultimate hype. Yeah. Not only that, I just think like. Who came up with this and why is it taking off the way it is? But I know why. Yeah. Because you know what it is? It's like 
it's bringing grown folks back to their childhood, mm-hmm. happier times. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's a, but here's what I read this morning. I was reading an article, and the McDonald's workers were saying, "Please stop ordering these adult Happy Meals because they're killing us." Yeah, there's too many. Yeah, the, it, 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 the hype is too big. Yeah, like, they're like, we can't keep up with the adult Happy Meals. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's it made me think, but I was like, okay, I understand it, but I also get it like that nostalgia effect. Yeah, for adults, here's what happens if you were a kid and you had those parents, the parents that said, We ain't got Happy Meal money, right? Right, right, Right? you said, Ma, can we go to McDonald's? We ain't got McDonald's money, yeah, you know. Oh, yeah, can I get a Happy Meal? We ain't got Happy Meal money, right? (laughs) But see, now that you are an adult and maybe you got a little money, (laughs) so now you got Happy Meal money, yeah. So you know what this is? This is the nostalgia effect they talk about where I, now that I got Happy Meal money, I'm going to go buy all the Happy Meals I want. Yeah, I'm going to get every character. And I want the toy. Yeah. I don't care that I'm 57. (laughs) Man, I know it. Like McDonald's, y'all wrong for this. Mm -hmm. Y'all wrong for this. It's brilliant. I mean, it's like it's very much in in line with things that are just you know everything buzzes and I think there's like uh this like you know look at all these vintage shops and shout out to the people doing it you know that just run repurpose all these clothes and then sell them you know it's funny because I got a friend shout out to Sterling Ten Pack Throwbacks he just got his first brick and mortar up in Green Bay and he had posted something on his story Goodwill is reselling oh, I got to think of the band. Okay, it's just a classic metal band T-shirt, twelve hundred dollars. Like what? What is like? It's mind blowing, bro. Bro, did you say the Goodwill? Goodwill, Goodwill. Mm. I if y'all don't know, I clutched my pearls because I was wrong. Twelve hundred dollars. But you know what? I I ain't mad at the Goodwill for their hustle, right? I ain't that mad at them for the hustle because what Goodwill has done. And this is what e-commerce has done. Goodwill now gets things, goes out on the internet like eBay, mm-hmm. checks it out, figures out, oh, man, I was about to sell this for $2.57, but this is worth this much. We going to put it out there. Yeah. And yeah. They, they got a good, actually, Goodwill has a good e-commerce site. Yeah. Yeah. That's where, that's where it was at. And, you know, it's just wild to me. Like, you know, uh, people's, I, I'm not one for wearing people's, war- I did that my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not one for wearing, wearing people's worn clothes. You know what I'm saying? Like oh. that, like even like, and shout out to division one doing their sneaker thing. Like, I don't know why I just get heebie jeebies. You oh, know man. what I mean? Like just putting on other people's clothes. I'm the total opposite, bro. Oh yeah. I buy a majority of like my butt. Like I can't do pants cause pants hit different. Yeah. <laughs> pants hit different. And I don't mean that. Like I wouldn't wear some pre-worn pants what i mean is like it's a fit thing like there's just certain brands i Mm -hmm. have to buy because those are the ones to fit yeah yeah right but shirts man i buy majority of my shirts at the goodwill (laughs) i'm not even kidding but here's the thing about the goodwill majority of the shirts i buy at the goodwill are new they are Uh. either new or they are dry cleaned like i can they're like they're sitting on the rack pressed with the dry clean sticker still sitting on, yeah, yeah. like you'd be surprised what you find. Yeah. But um, I like buying because I like to buy options. Yeah, if y'all know me. 
I have to have shirt colors like I have to have bow ties to match them. Yeah. That's yeah. just how it go down. Bruh. Yeah, so what it does is it gives me the ability, like, for what I would pay for one shirt, I can probably pick up foe at the good mm-hmm. So that's what I do. Yeah, I get that. And weirdly enough, my wife will tell you about this. So it's like, yeah, like I envy the shoe the shoe folks because, like I said, Division One they be having all the fly shoes, but I just, like, I can't bring myself to do it. Right. Right? And definitely not pants. I ain't playing with no pants either. Just because I can't. Like, pants are too familiar. Occasionally, I'll do, like, a button-up, like you're saying. Right. But for whatever reason, I'll drive by on the highway, a hat on the side of the road. I'll drive back, pick it up, throw it in my hat rack, and wash it, and I'll wear the hat. you wear the hat. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I don't know why. I was like, hats? I don't know, because maybe it's, like, hats are 30 bucks. I just found an Adidas hat on the side of the highway this summer. And my wife's like, where'd you get that? And I told her the story. And she's like, are you being serious right now? She's like, you won't even wear, like... You know, X, Y, or Z things. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm for real. Like, this is this has probably like 35 bucks. Look at it. I just washed it. It's like brand new. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. No, I can't with you right yeah, now. That is, is a weird thing. I'll definitely rock people's hats. Washed, of course. Washed, yeah, but. no, no. But here's my thing. I can't do a hat because <laughs> a hat shapes to a person's head. And, like, yeah. I got to have my brim. Yeah, you know, formed how I need to. <laughs> yeah. So I got to start that from the beginning. Yeah, like it's got to be fresh, so then I can start that curvature. Yeah, of the dome. Yeah, I like, found a North Face hat last year. I found I found two Adidas hats this summer. Um, yeah, I just be. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What it is, but yeah. <laughs> hey, I ain't mad at you. I'm not mad at you. I love it. All right, man. To to the used hat process. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. We're going to jump to the next segment. The next segment is word association. This is where I'm going to give you a word and you tell us what comes to mind. Um, We talk about a little bit. All right. So the first word is the ultimate unifying word, food. Yeah, man. And there should only be one answer to this. Always. It's tacos, bro. Oh, oh. It's tacos, bro. I don't know if anyone has ever said anything that I agree with more. Like, that is serious. Like, yeah. I live for tacos. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Facts. Ta- tacos. Are, my wife and I went to, I don't know if it was the first one, but we went to a Taco Fest out in Milwaukee. And um, we, like, I ordered the thing that where we got, like, 10 tickets, right? And we went at the start time. The event was semi-unorganized and to our benefit. Because when we got there, like, oh, no, this is VIP entrance only. And you got to wait another hour to get in. And with VIP, you get another extra five tickets. And so we're like just sitting there. I'm like, yo, Val, let's just try to get in. So we got in. We ended up with like 30 taco tickets, bro. <laughs> My wife only probably ate like five. <laughs> I ate oh. the rest. Can- can you bring a friend? <laughs> right, exactly. Can, can I can I put in on that? Yeah, tacos are my and I don't I don't play like so we were there and there's probably like maybe two or three vendors from Southside Milwaukee. The rest were like, you know, there's loaded slate there doing like a, a chicken bacon ranch taco. Like I can't play with none of that. It's gotta be corn tortillas, cilantro y cebolla, and that's it. And then I play with asada, lengua, those are my two favorites. That's like my go to's. But I don't do none of the extra you know, that other nah. extra stuff like I'm with you on that like uh, I like my tacos simplistic but I also like others um, variations of the tacos yeah like right now I'm not gonna lie that one of my favorite tacos out there is the taco uh, the the jerk joint Caribbean taco that taco over mm. at the jerk joint is fire yeah. 
It is fire. <laughs> that meat is so tender and smoky. And then they do this uh, mango pico de gallo. That sounds good. Oh, man, it's sick. Yeah. There's something to be said for fusion and even just like, you know, like loving tacos so much. I also watched the Netflix special about tacos mm. and how like meat between a bread like thing like is all across different cultures. You know, Facts. I worked at Nico's actually right downtown. You got the pita and the euro meat. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like it's it's all over. I just think tacos are the best form. You ain't lying, man. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Some of them gyros, dude, all they are Greek tacos. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> Straight up. Yeah, that's just yeah. what's up with it. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you why I love this so much is because I can never even say the word taco without smiling. Yeah. Because they just make me happy. Mm -hmm. I don't even care. Like Taco Bell's tacos. <laughs> like there's nothing greater than the Taco 12 pack. When, <laughs> when you don't know what you want to eat. I'm going to tell you right now. This is this is for all those couples out there who have that common fight about what we're going to eat tonight. I don't know what you eat. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, you know, what hey, oh, yeah. every couple, you know what I'm talking about. I'm going to tell you what the answer is. The taco 12 pack at Taco Bell. Ain't nobody ever mad about it. Get half hard shells, get half soft shells, get a whole lot of sauce. And then boom. Yeah. Everybody's happy. Everybody eats the tacos. Nobody's mad. Kids ain't mad. Wife ain't mad. You ain't mad. Mm -hmm. I'm just calling it out for what it is. <laughs> and you can thank me later for that. Um, that that marriage counseling that I just gave. <laughs> Bruh. For real. That's right. half the arguments right there. For real. <laughs> All right. Cocktail of beer. If I'm picking one, ah, dude, it's very seasonal for me. Like right now, it's like old fashioned season. I love fall, old fashions, supper clubs. Like they just hit, and like I was saying earlier, Thanksgiving old fashions. Shout out to uh, Dave Casper. That's my father-in-law. Makes the best old-fashioned Wisconsin. Mm -mm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like that, man. All right, uh, summertime's a beer time. All right, yeah. So the old fashions, I like it. Uh, where's your favorite place to get these old fashions? Ooh, Black Otter. Black Otter. Besides, besides Dave Casper's re residence over in Hilbert. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. I gotta meet this. <laughs> I gotta meet Mister Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. But uh, Black Otter for sure. I mean, they're the supper club is just amazing. You, yeah, it's it's. If you haven't been to Black Otter, you need to go to Black Otter for real. Um, but their old fashions are also fire. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I forgot to ask. Where's the favorite taco spot? Ooh, that that was coming up. Actually, it's coming up. Um, but uh, Fast Taco. I don't know if y'all have those out here. We don't have them in the cash. Oh yeah. But, but Fast Taco, if you want to come here, we ain't mad at you. You should for real. They got an empire. They got a fleet. Yeah, they're taking over. They're all the way out on, um, all the way out on Lake Michigan. So everything between the valley and like Lake Michigan, they got they got at least one. All right, <laughs> that's what's up. I'm I'm adding Koch listeners. I've added a new word this week because I think this is going to be a good word from this point forward. So we're testing this word out on Nao first, and we're going <laughs> to see where we go with this concert. Man, needed. I'm. I love concerts. I've I've been going to concerts since I was younger, and like I love the energy. Um, you know, we, I went to Summerfest this year, which was great. Mm. Um, seen who did I see? Why can't I think? Mount Joy, that was awesome. And then I seen uh, Corday with my siblings, which was cool. Bruh. Uh, the Corday, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's nice, man. I'm not a fan of the the venue so much because you got to stand up on the bleachers, and right. it's just not that that cool. 
But yeah, no, I love live music. Love, love. I was just telling my wife I want to get back to Red Rock. Uh, we went and seen Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats there. I don't know, you know, Red Rock in Colorado. It's an amphitheater just like in the mountains. It's freaking amazing. Yeah, it was bucket list stuff for real. Um, but I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, you know, two years from now, like let's let's start getting this conversation going. So two years from now, we're out at Red Rock again. That's what's up. Yeah. All right. We got a favorite concert you gone to? Or do you have a do you have a bucket list wish concert? Ooh. Hmm. Uh you know, that's it's tough, man. Uh like I would say I say my favorite I ever went to uh probably be J. Cole because I love J. Cole. Mm. Um I wish I would have caught him an album earlier for twenty fourteen, but still like he played plenty of his old music and that was amazing. Um like bucket list though that like I wish I could see. Um, hmm, hmm. my wife and I were just talking about this. Uh, I, I would really like to see like Hosier or Vance Joy. Like, I'm a big fan of like acoustic type music, indie music live. It just sounds so good. Like Nathaniel Rayliff, I would see him again in a heartbeat. Just so so good. Actually, Alicia Keys. I would Ooh. see Alicia Keys. I was just listening to Alicia Keys yesterday. Bruh. Yeah, she yes. is she amazing. I got to see her. For real? Yeah. But again, here's the thing. I got to see her before she was big. So she was one of the opening acts for Maxwell. Okay. Was it amazing? Oh yeah. She killed the game. Yeah. She killed the game. <laughs> that, that, that she she was like this was her. It was just her and the piano. Yeah. And she killed the game. So yeah, yeah no, nah, I feel you on that one. You watch Tiny Desk concerts at all? Yes. Her tiny desk is amazing. Like, yes. like stuff like that, I really enjoy those types of settings with music. Yes, those yeah. that the, the the tiny desk concert. I'm going to tell you my favorite one. I found those by accident. I actually used to say shout out to the Cranky Pats family, Cranky Pats, uh, the church. Uh, we used to sit down there, and they used to play Tiny Desk while we were having our libations, right? Mm. And so uh, my favorite one is Anderson Pock. If you've oh, never yeah. seen the Anderson Pock Tiny Desk, that is fire. Yep. So good. Fire. So, so good. Um, and actually, it made me fall in love with him as an artist. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's one, one of my, my favorites. Yep, yeah. for sure. Did you like the collab with him and Bruno did? Oh, yeah. Like that whole, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, smooth. That, that, smooth, man. Yeah, I brought yeah. it back to the old school. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like old Super school. Super good. All right. Streaming. Oh, right. I mean, it was up to my daughter. It's been pretty much year-round, but right now it's Halloween season, man. I, I love Halloween. My wife loves Halloween. Um, my daughter loves, loves Halloween. She's been watching Nightmare Before Christmas, or yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas and Monster House year round. Um, but yeah, we just were, what were we watching last night? We started, was it the, um, or no, it was la- two nights ago, the Eileen Vornos Monster with Charlize Theron. Mm. We just finished the Dahmer stuff, which was wild, bro. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I can, I haven't figured out if I can watch it yet. Like, the, everybody just says, these crazy things about it like it's wild it's dark it's this and i'm just like i don't know if i want that on my soul yeah it's it's i don't mind like the like the um dramatized versions of stuff my wife is really into crime shows like real life stuff i can't do that too much i could watch maybe one she could watch them all day but that stuff because that's real life you know what i'm saying that's real real life and i'm like uh nah I'm good, but yeah, I, I was a fan of Dahmer. It was creepy. There's some hard to watch parts, but you know, I'm sure it probably hits differently for people alive. Like, I, I guess I was alive when that happened, but I was young. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, nah, man. Like uh, that was my age category, yeah. and I'm from Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dahmer makes me feel awesome kind of way. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to. You know. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. Maybe not. Bruh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that actor did a phenomenal job. He they they overdid the Wisconsin accent a little bit, if you're asking me. But you know that classic bag Patrick, that type of Wisconsin accent. Yeah, he did that pretty hard. Oh. Him and his whole family. But nah, it, it was it was crazy. Halloween all 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 month is gonna be on at the crib. Yeah, yeah. And my wife is crazy about like Halloween. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the series. Oh yeah, yeah. The no, new one. Like, you, is she, she loves Michael Myers. Stuff. Yeah, like the, the originals, um, mm-hmm. the original and the. Me personally, I like the remake of mm-hmm. Halloween, the one that Rob Zombie did a little better than I like the original. That Rob yeah. Zombie remake is pretty decent. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a new one either out or coming out. Oh yeah, like the final chapter. So they, they say. They, they always say that. Yeah. <laughs> like let's be let's be real. When it comes to horror flicks, we already know next year you're coming out with a new one. Yep. Yeah, there's never a final. Yeah, Michael they, Myers can't die. He can't die. <laughs> no. You know, so it is what it is. Yeah. All right, shop local. Oh man, I think the immediate draw is to think about like you know what local businesses do I support, and when it comes to local businesses, man, it always revolves around food. You know, local restaurants, coffee spots, but like giving it a beat and really thinking about it, I think about people like myself and my wife. I think about like entrepreneurs like local entrepreneurs hustlers makers creators and it's like how do we create spaces for them to keep doing what they do so they don't leave you know what i mean like i think where i'm up in the valley up in appleton you know i think about it a lot like i'm not leaving i got kids here you know they're in school well Jax is in school coco will be in school soon um and it's like i'm here for a while so i'm staying you know by default Unless something crazy, crazy happens, right? But there's plenty of young folks doing awesome stuff. And there's an easy draw to go to a bigger space, a bigger community that has more to offer. And so it's like, how do we support those folks? Um, You know, shout out to uh, Jen Stefani. That's my people right there. But she's always, you know, trying to think of ways to involve and engage, especially the creative part of our economy. And I, I, I love that, you know, and I'm trying to, trying to lend my hand where I can and support and um, advocate for artists and, and creators and makers. Cause I think that's, that's what gives our community life. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing that makes us desirable. Yeah. You know? And maybe I'm biased because I am an artist, you know, <laughs> but like, <laughs> it, I prefer a place that is colorful, um, both in its people and its art and, um, life giving rather than the inverse you know i i remember i was painting a mural and i'm not going to name the the town or whatever that i was painting in because i got to paint a mural there but a guy had walked into the venue i was painting at and he just let him have it he's like how could you cover up this nice brick and i'm just like wow bro <laughs> wow <laughs> you just want to look at these bricks <laughs> like I'm painting a whole wall of the Kettle Moraine, and you'd rather just look at brick. It, well, that's not what he was really saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel that for real. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you know, it's shop local, of course, support your like brick and mortars. But there's more. There's other folks up in their space, in their closet, in their basement, in their wherever, creating, making, thinking, dreaming, and doing. 
And we, as a community, need to figure out ways that we support that. I want to doubly support your shout out to Jen Stefani. Oh yeah, that's my she, people, man. Yeah, she's an amazing lady. Yes, seriously, <laughs> she be, she be, she she go hard. Yep. Oh yeah. So big, big shout out to Jen. Um, diversity. Oh man, you know who I feel like when I'm about to answer this? I feel like Thanos, bro. Oh, not Thanos, <laughs> bro. Inevitable. Inevitable, man. We ain't going nowhere. No, ain't no way. Like, I like I look at diversity as something that's not it's not stopping the movement uh our placement here you know give it 50 60 years shoot we might even be as far north as rylander you know what i mean like we're not we're not we're unstoppable we are unstoppable and i like i say that with so much pride not just for me and like like based off of the kids that i'm serving the things that they're doing and like I know as far as I'm concerned, the community that I'm trying to help create, it's to build spaces so that in 10 years, our leadership looks like you and I, you know what I'm saying? Like I was in that meeting and I had to call it out in that meeting. It's like, who but, here? But you know what's important? You were in the meeting. Yeah. yeah so yeah. that's already the change. Yeah. And sometimes we got to remember like it, 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 like everything, everything takes time. It, it took time for it to become the way it is. It mm-hmm. will take time for it to change, but it's already started to happen. If you were there in that meeting representing and mm-hmm. you knew to be there, yeah, that's changed to be celebrated. Hey, yeah, for real though. I'm for just real. saying, like, yeah. we, we got to keep our eye on the prize sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, I think a really crucial part too. And, um, you know, I think maybe as a young uh, energetic, hard-headed person. Sometimes I can lose sight, but it's a long game, you know. Um, and I, I try to keep that in mind. It's about chess and how is every move we're making advancing us, or is it gonna hurt us five moves later? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like that's a message I try to give it to the students I serve and how they move. But it's like a long game, and it's like a lot of folks don't have patience for that long game because long game means time. Yes, and time means that inevitably more people could get hurt, more people could get, um, you know, marginalized, pushed off. Yes, but if we're still making grounds in that long time, it's better for our children and our children's children. And that's like my goal. It like was purely self-centered at the beginning. It's like, how can I make this the best place for my kids? You know, and now it's like our kids and our community, and yeah, long-term changes. But diversity, bro, we're we're here to stay. Yeah, we're here to stay. And I'm not going to lie, I can't stop smiling over the Thanos reference because <laughs> that's it. I'm with that. Yeah. If you understand, like Thanos is my favorite of favorites. <laughs> He's not to me. Thanos isn't even really a true villain villain. Right. Right. Like, like you can you can hate Thanos. But at the end of the day, what he was trying to do was trying to make things better, even though it was twisted. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Thanos went hard. Yeah. All right. I loved it. I loved it probably a little too much. (laughs) All right. Last word. Community. Oh, man. Community is my lifeblood. That's, you know, without my community, I'm nothing. And that's, I I believe that everything that I'm doing in the public space is for our people. Um, Just 
I, I don't know what it what made me that way or how I got to this place. And I think it might come from my, my background and like being quite the opposite where things I was doing was at the detriment of my people and it was fulfilling stereotype and it was, you know, making people's opinions of Latino men true. And now it's like I'm on this thing where I'm try I've been trying to do the opposite and then it's like community. Josh Marquardt who uh, works at Art City, owner of Art City. I remember when I was working for him, he told me, you take care of your people, your people are going to take care of you. Facts. And, like, that is something that I, I, I like, replay to myself often, even in the hard stretches, is, like, taking care of our people. Um, and, and sometimes that scope of our people is very narrow, and sometimes it's everybody. Right. And sometimes, like, there's so many different layers, but at the end of the day, it's like I'm trying to take care of our people. And so, community to me is like everything. Facts. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Woo. You went hard, man. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. There's nothing wrong with that. Bruh. So. All right, we are on to the next segment. The next segment is called the Kosh Hidden Gems, but uh, we're going to expand that a little bit for you. So with the Kosh Hidden Gems, you share something that you think is a gem, and it might be something everybody knows about, but maybe there's something special about it that no one knows about. But it's what do you consider? And we're gonna, we'll are gonna we expand that to the Fox Cities for you, or maybe it is the Kosh. Mm. What do you have? Uh, yeah, so honestly, I thought y'all had one. But I guess you don't. So you need one. Fast Taco, you need to get out here. Uh, yeah. Fast, like, seriously, Fast Taco is, oh, man, I can't say enough good things about them. They got trucks. I know they were in Menasha, so I guess I just assumed that they were out here. Again, y'all need to get out here. Look, I, I, I'm going to be honest. I don't know about them, and, but I'm going to think that if there was a Fast Taco, I would know about them. So maybe, and if they're, unless they're hiding. So, Kosh listeners, I'm putting that out to you. If there is a fast taco out here, uh, please share that with the Kosh so we can share it with the Kosh listeners. And if there is not one, then fast taco, you need to tune in mm-hmm. and come be about this Oshkosh <laughs> life. Yeah, yeah, they're amazing, man. And just, you know, it's just like quintessential taco, street street taco. They got trucks. Um, and I know that there's a brick and mortar in Kakana now, right down the block from the crib, which is amazing. And then, uh, my wife and I just slid through one in Mantuak too. So they're all the way first. I think they first started popping up in Mantuak and Chilton, honestly. And then all of a sudden there's just a fleet of trucks. And I'm like, what is this? What is this goodness? Yeah. Well, they're tacos, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to lie. There's one I drive past every day on my way in and out of work, and I want to stop all the time. Mm. because. But there's always some. There's always a couple cars there, so I'm like, eh. They're like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does the cash need? Hey, and so this, you know, I'm going to touch on why I left. Um, and I see that they're making their efforts again. Shout out to my guy, Josh. He's been doing his mini mural project now i think this is the second year but a stronger stronger public art scene and um in support of not local and i'll and i'll get more into that local piece but local artists um you know it's not not even trying to throw shade like that but i know leaf larson's got the mural up here by the um yes. sundial shout out to leaf yeah. leaf, leaf on lock yeah yeah <laughs> um but, you know, you're bringing other artists from way outside the area and paying them 
pretty substantial dollars when there's folks right in the backyard and I don't even you don't even need to I'm not talking about myself like there's there's plenty of artists shout out Julie Elise Bo Linskins Luke Bogman like there's a bunch right here in northeast Wisconsin and you know for the amount you're paying one artist to come from is it Chicago maybe um you could pay three two you know I mean whatever four like um right here in your neighborhood like feed your people for real and like i know that there's some red significant red tape barriers um when i was when i was here and that's part, like i said that's part of the reason i left I, st- I started trying to do one project and like instantly i was like oh no like this ain't going and so it's like i, I would love to see oshkosh boom up you know out in appleton i got i think i'm on like 15 you know, and Chad Brady's probably got like 10, 15. Um, I know Julie Jalek has a couple. Elise has a couple. Um, you know, it's like up in uh, um, Appleton, we have Imagine Fox City's putting spaces up for p- and paying artists so we can get like 10 different murals over time. You know, we got one artist coming to East, Appleton East. He's painting outside right now. Um, Kale Neary. And um, yeah. We got Allie Wilbur working on something in Menasha coming up here soon. So it's like how we putting on other artists. So it's like I'm I'm trying to be as a very like I recognize that I paint a lot. You know what I mean? But and I've told other artists this like I'm super grateful for all that opportunity. I'm like looking forward and I'm always going to paint every wall as long as I got it in me. But I'm also trying to use my platform to advocate for other artists because at the end of the day, like I'm gonna need some like I need other people to be crushing walls alongside me because that helps me elevate my game. I know when I painted out in Green Bay, I was right around the corner from Bo Thomas, and I was like, "Yo, I need to bring the heat," because this boy out here crushing it. You know, it's like how do we work across communities? Like there is no reason why Bo and Linskin should just be in Green Bay and not over here with me or not down here in Oshkosh and all. You know, I don't. I would love to see some Oshkosh artists rise. I don't know anybody out here painting walls like that for real, but I would love to see Oshkosh come up in the public art scene in a major way. Yeah. I, I think, and here's the thing. I think there's transformative things happening in our community and maybe, and I can't, I'm, I'm not speaking from an informed space, but I'm speaking from a space of culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other words, the culture of the city is shifting yeah um how people view things is i think different Mm -hmm. i think oshkosh is starting to really take on this identity of a transformative city yeah and so what might have been there as red tape before there might be a crack in the door to open it now that's good and usually like and i and i could be wrong mm -hmm. you know kosh listeners please feel free to share but it's just a feeling i have about where we're headed yeah, and that's sometimes that's all it takes. You know, it takes maybe it's this. I know that there's the the mural over by um, Gardenas, right? And yeah. pass through, and I'm not sure where the new one's going, but maybe those are the things that allow them to open the door fully. Because I know, like when I started painting painting in Appleton, is there's a thirty percent rule. Like a mural could only cover thirty percent of the total available wall space because it was under the signage code. And I I remember the first time I painted. Shout out to Adrian Palm. She's like, you can only cover this much. And I was like, oh, for real? She's like, you know what? Just cover this whole wall and I'll deal with all the bad stuff because there's no way that they're going to they're gonna make you take it down. And so I, I painted the whole entire wall, which was dope. And then um, 
you know, shortly after that, I think the arts committee was formed and then they did away with that rule. And so as long as you're not advertising the business, you can paint the whole wall now. And so obviously I'd be painting whole walls. And so maybe that's here, what's going to happen here. And I, I really hope it is. I would love to see this place bubble up, of course. And, you know, whoever out here has a wall for me, I'm be happy to come. I've dreamed of painting here um, since I was in school. Really, like that's always been a dream is to paint here because the city made me. You know, I mean, the city inspired me and the city was this is where I had some incredibly low lows, but high highs. And I graduated college, which is, you know, first in family ever to do. And so I would love to come back here and and do something cool. Yeah. And I just think maybe we're we're getting closer to that space. Maybe the city also is at the place that we recognize that the face of the city has changed. Mm and who mm-hmm. the people are that our residents have expanded. Mm-hmm. And so it needs, it needs to look different. Yeah. yeah. You can't, you can't hold on to the old with both hands mm-hmm. because that, that that's old and played. Yeah. It, 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 the, the cash of old is not the cash of now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, it yeah. just is what it is. Change is necessary, man. Well, it's not even that it's inevitable. <laughs> Shout out Thanos. It is Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) For real. I'm just saying, man. For real, for real. All right. The next segment is the Naughty Slash Heroes Corner. Uh, This is your opportunity to put someone in the naughty or the hero's corner. It doesn't have to be a person. It could be anything. It could be a thing. It could be an organization. It could be a news. I don't know. It could be anything you want. So uh, what do you got? Man, it was the final straw for me. Kanye West, bro. Man, you uh, know about that? Oh, don't talk about the T-shirts. Yeah, yeah. That that That's what I like, you know. The person that Kanye West is, I always advocated for his genius. Bruh. I mean, what he did with Adidas is crazy, right? Outside of the music industry, what he did with Adidas, like bringing Adidas out like that. Yeah. Um, you know, when he says something in the fashion world, like it creates major ripples. Like you can't deny his genius. Um, and then like his music, Homecoming, College Dropout, like all that. Like, you know, I love that. I literally like um, Champion. That's a song I listen to all the time. It's on like every mural playlist from every year. Um but after this last t-shirt thing, it's like, I can't do it, bro. Cause it's like, he's just not grounded in reality, you know? And I think about like the, the, the people that he could potentially influence. I think about who he was early on and how he's just morphed into this like wild person, just attention seeking. And so that's it for me, man. It hurts. That it. one sucked. Yeah, yeah. That so, was a yeah, tough so one. So we putting we putting Kanye in the villain corner. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. do it anymore. I like I was listening to music and I had to skip his song, Champion, which is one of my favorite ever songs. For real. Yeah. Bruh. <laughs> Here's what I'm gonna say about Kanye. Like Kanye has no chill. No. And so <laughs> just straight up. Yeah, he has no chill. And so here's my thing with Kanye. Like he goes all the way in on everything, but everything shouldn't be all the way in. Yes, exactly. Right? There's there's nuance, mm-hmm. and he should do more things with nuance. Yeah, because yeah. everything is not meant to go 
all the way in on. Yeah. Right. And so that I have a problem with. Now, I I have a tough time with Kanye because here's my thing. Kanye's on my bucket list concert list. Oh, really? Cause, yeah, because I'm not going to lie. I, there's something that tells me that a Kanye concert is fire. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's, yeah, it's yeah. fire. Because yeah. you know what? Because once again, he's all the way in. Mm-hmm. Whatever he's doing, he's all the way in. Yeah, I feel like Kanye is would be kind of like going to a DMX concert. Like there's <laughs> no chill. Yeah, yeah, right. But where Kanye goes with things, man. Like here's where I'm at with Kanye. I Kanye has not gone to the point yet where I don't give him somewhat of a pass, only because, um, and I think. And, and, and I'm going to make one of these things you're not supposed to do, a generalization, generalization for black people. I think we all, not us all, but a lot, know that Kanye has never been Kanye since his mama died. Mm-hmm. And that just really, I don't know how that that affected him, but it definitely, mm. definitely affected him. And as a culture who loves and worships our mamas, yeah, yeah. Live and die by our mamas. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we sometimes look and we just say, man, we already know Kanye ain't been right since his mama. So yeah. we just going, we going to try not to, we try to, you know what we do? We try to just turn away. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know, you know, when you're getting a pass, I'll tell you what a pass sounds like. That's just Kanye being Kanye. Yeah. yeah. That is exactly what a pass sounds like. Like you, you, that's basically saying we do not like, we are not condoning what Kanye is doing, but we know Kanye done, he done had it hard since he lost his mama. So that's just Kanye being Kanye. Yeah. And that's kind of where I'm at. But I'm not going to lie. Um, I'm, I was real close with you when I saw the picture in him with Candace. And I was just like, bro, no. Right. <laughs> no. Yes. And here's my thing. If he would award by himself. Mm-hmm. I might have took it different. Yeah, yeah, that too. But Candace, yes, Candace hits different. Mm-hmm. I know. I'm just like, I don't know. I just think about the influence he could have, and the, like, I'm well, well, like, what do you mean the influence he could have? He does have. Yeah, like using your powers for good. Like you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I like I really try to encourage and people to do that, and I think he just has like this, yeah, incredible platform and oh yeah i agree with you you know especially after watching the documentary you know after his mom's passed and then even just thinking about who he was staying out of the limelight and then wanting to be with the person who built their entire empire off the limelight you know he like i think it's charlemagne you, you watch the breakfast club mm, yes. um here and there parts say he's in the sunken place yeah <laughs> well <laughs> you yeah. don't know what we're referring to you need to go see the movie. Yeah, get out. Get out. Yeah. Which I'm going to just, once again, I'm going to speak for black men, <laughs> which I shouldn't. <laughs> that is the scariest movie I have ever seen in my life. Hands down. Hands down. It still gives me chills. Like, I can't. Man. I have a hard time talking about that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out uh, to Jordan Peele. Facts. Yeah, he's Facts. wild. 
<laughs> you know, I'm not even kidding when I say that. Yeah, for real. That movie is like, ooh. Yeah. All right. I like it. So, Kanye, you in the naughty corner. All right. We are going to take a quick commercial break. Hi, I'm Dawn Gulke, the executive director of Casa of the Fox Cities. Science proves that one consistent adult can change the story of a child. Could that one person be you? Become a court-appointed special advocate. Build a relationship with a child, help identify their needs, and give that child a voice in a process that can otherwise feel lonely. Contact us today. Children who have experienced abuse and neglect can't wait. Learn more about Casa of the Fox Cities at casafc.org or call Leah at 920-257-4733. Okay, we are back. And um, you know what is next? Uh, I can't wait. This is this is going to be really good. Um I'm hoping people are really tuned in and paying attention because, um, you know, as I talk to people um, out in the community and across many communities or the Fox Cities as a whole, people are always talking about, like, how do you get involved? They ask, how do you get involved? I don't know how to get involved. Maybe they don't feel comfortable getting involved because that's not the thing to get involved with because it doesn't feel like it represents them. But I do believe that this week's topic of the week is going to cover that. <laughs> I love that. Oh, yeah. yeah hey, me too. That makes me. Yeah. Hey, look, I, I it makes me excited every time we play it. I can't even explain why. Yeah. There's just something about that for real, yeah, for real. It feels like the headline. <laughs> like I'm a headline reporter right now. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. So this week's topic of the week. Topic of the week is always chosen by our guests. So, Neo, what is this week's topic of the week? Yo, Paint the City Volume 2. Mm, what does that mean? Oh, man. So Paint the City Volume 1 happened last year or a couple of months ago. When I say last year, a couple of months ago, um, August over at the Grand, between Grand Meridian and Jersey Bagel on the side of Jersey Bagel. And so what it is, is this is this crazy multi-layered project that I've been dreaming up since 2016. Um, and like I've, I've kind of talked about, like my heart is in community and engagement and um, in specific like how can I uplift, use my platform to uplift marginalized people, right? And so, like, my public work especially usually has portraiture involved um, and usually is about, creates dialogue around melanin, right, around skin color. Just thinking about the things that I specifically went through in my life just because I'm brown. Um, thinking about the things that my students tell me that they go through because they're black, right? And so, like this paint the city is like this effort to combat some of those and also open up this space. Like uh, it's tough to like really dial it down, but oh no, then we going to ramp it up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we ramp it up there. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's like, so at, at, at surface value, I'll say is what I do is I'm, I'm getting, um, recruiting six, high school age students um, from 
Appleton North, East, and West, um, preferably from a marginalized population of some sort. Um, and what they get out of the project, at, obviously the biggest thing is we're painting a mural together. The mural we just painted was like 100 and some feet. Um, and then they they also get a half a credit through partnership with the Appleton Area School District. So coming out of COVID, that's a huge thing is just credit deficiency is enormous. You know what I mean? So how can we get them something? Um, and then they also get uh, $400. Um, I'm hoping to increase that for wages. For instance, I, the reason I want to increase that is because um, one of my students lost their jobs for doing Paint the City last year at Walmart, which Walmart pays students pretty good money. And, you know, in the summertime, they could work 30 hours or whatever. And, like, if... Yeah, now, when you say they lost their job, are you saying they lost their job because they had to take time away from their job to paint the city? Or are you saying they lost their job because of doing it because Walmart didn't? Because uh, they had to it. take time away. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I recognize that students are giving up part of their schedule to come do this, which they could be making more money. And so I, I would, I'm always a fan of paying, you know, kids what they're worth. And they, like, we were in the heat. Granted, it was a nice august but we were in the heat you know i mean there's kids on their feet painting for real um so that's it at surface level right you know yes 18 kids give or take painting a giant mural um and earning some credit and earning some money um and contributing to our community but like you peel a couple layers off if you look at the picture um of all those kids the majority of them are black and brown you know what i mean and you think about like when you know people see black and brown children out in the city what is that unconscious bias telling them that they're up to usually it's no good right and so now you got these kids doing something amazing for our city nothing but smiles and pride and on top of that what i what i love about it is i invite people to come in and paint with them so it's not just about Facts. watching is interaction Right. And it's like when we're on the wall, that's that's what I love the most. It's like when we're on the wall, like none of the lines that we draw between each other exist anymore. Right. I give people a brush and a paint color. It's like go paint. Um, shout out to my student, Emily. Like I had her instructing public how to paint. Showed it because I think I took some. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> Straight up. And it's like, you know, She's just this kind of metal kid with all these tattoos and piercings. And she already has this perception of how people view her in her school and in her community. And then you got the community coming in, taking lessons from her. And all of a sudden she's the person with the power and the influence and in charge and creating this big, beautiful thing that we're making. And so it's like turning the paradigm a little bit, you know, instead of the kids being the ones that are, minimize they're the ones in charge and with power and like that's to me what it's about it's about driving change through the people that are that matter most and that's our kids you know because the my perspective is like i need to be a bridge i live my life i'm old and maybe not too old but you know what i mean <laughs> but, uh, but I, I totally gave you a look like not yet man not yet <laughs> but it's like i want these kids to have those opportunities and I like, you know, also knowing just personally that art saved my life and not that art needs to save everybody's life and be this vehicle that they're, oh, I'm an artist instantly, you know, but it's like, it could, it could, it could also, um, you know, encourage our students to follow their own passions with 
drive and with poise and with determination because especially when you're black or brown the world will beat you up even before you get a chance to even tell them what your dream is you know what I mean and so there's all these barriers in the way and my job my role is to eliminate as many barriers as possible and I think with the platform that I've built for myself I believe that there's a lot of folks that are listening and believing in what I'm doing and so now it's time to start ratcheting it up it's time to start doing more and bringing these kids on board. And like, it's like when the news came out, they asked me to speak and it's like, yeah, I'm happy to speak, but you should be talking to the kids. Like, Cause this is not even about me. You know what I mean? And like, we had that little after party and like, that was incredible. Like we had all of these kids, but not just the kids, like their families were there and like, they were like the highlight. And some of these kids never, they gone through 16 17 18 years of life never feeling like that in their school or in their community and also they're getting the pictures taken of them and they're getting interviewed and the news is there and we're celebrating them and it's just like a switch you know what i mean and like i said it's not to be naive like this is the thing that saves everybody's life but maybe it's a couple kids who realize like contrary to what i've been thinking i'm worth something and i'm worthwhile and i'm worthy of love and attention and affection even though that's not what everybody's willing to give me. Maybe I'm worthy of my community's respect. Yes, exactly, man. Exactly. And it's like, there's just like all these different layers to this project that um, are so incredibly important to our youth, you know, and then also our community though. Yeah. I want to get it. Yeah. There needs to be a big fat shout out to the community. Yeah. Just the way they engaged it. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. Like here's what I saw. My take on it was, is like, they had never seen anything like it. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was an in- initial apprehensive mm-hmm. or apprehension. But once they saw what it was, they came out and they supported on all levels, yeah. all sorts of faces, mm-hmm. all sorts of people, yep. people that you never thought would be there to paint a square, yeah. uh, to just hang out, to listen to the, the watch the kids, run around and, and, and paint and, and have fun and eat and yeah. just share space. Yeah. That's really what it was. It was this beautiful sharing of space and it was, it was something unbelievable. Like I, I've <laughs> never tried, I've never really seen community like that because there was really powerful people who came and showed up yeah. and they picked up a brush and they painted. Oh yeah. Right. Right next to the kids and yep. the kids told them where to paint and like they engaged and like there was this thing where everybody, it was one of the best um, things of humanization I've ever seen where, where everybody was just on, was human for yeah. a while. Yeah. Like, like their, the hierarchy was taken out. Like it was yep. just like, we're painting this beautiful thing for yeah. the community and this is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I mean that cookout too. I think you were at the cookout, right? Uh, I, I, I had another engagement. Well, uh, I was at one of the cookouts. I wasn't at the final celebration. But the, the middle one. Yes. That I was, was there. That was amazing. Heck like yeah. that whole energy in there. Oh we yeah. Just a kickback on Friday. And we had like, you know, like you said, there's like people that were, that don't often come down to interact. And it was like, that was, amazing and then you have like i invited some workers from the roof 
like I was like, yo, you guys want to come eat? We got elotes over here, right? You know what I mean? They came through, and it's just like that's what it's about. It's like all these different parts of our community coming together, barriers gone. And I think one thing that I also love about that is like through work with Imagine Fox Cities, I've, you know, you hear this conversation about like having seat at the table and yes you know inviting folks in to yes. be part right and at the end of the day though we're always going to somebody else's spot and you know i've spoken and whatever but it's like always in people's spot and and i said long ago it's like like i want us to build our own table and you come to us and that's what that is about like we're and i told the kids it's like we built this space and look at them come to us now this is your guys's stuff like you built our own cultural creative space full of positivity and energy and love yes they are gonna come to us yes you know what i mean and so like volume two now moving forward we're we're already starting to work on it hopefully um you know fingers crossed we end up in land downtown um and that's where jen stefani comes in Mm-mm. Um, she's amazing and you know she she definitely has believed in me from i think when we met you know and she's been a, a big proponent of me doing things down in that area and i i would love to see how we could partner or collab on making that celebration we had like a downtown type celebration like to Mm-mm. to just imagine the downtown stage um with the kids at the center like that type of event i think uh i think houdini plaza would enjoy that quite a bit yeah just you know i just i think about the lens that people see our students through and like what it does for adults to be able to see them you know because adults and i tell kids this all the time having working in school adults are stubborn adults Hmm. are right almost all the time it takes a special adult when dealing with children to recognize that like yo i'm not always right Right. You know what I mean? Because oftentimes so we're dismissive of, of kids because we've lived a longer life or we've been through more or similar things or whatever. And it's like, no, oh, like some, sometimes the kids are the ones who, you know, lead, need to steer. And so I'm re- I'm really, really, really excited about volume two. Um, we are figuring out ways to fundraise right now. Um, you know, kind of we've debriefed and, and looking forward to gearing up next year. So as I get closer to that time, of course, you're going to be in the know. Oh, yeah. Um, and hope, like I said, hopefully we end up downtown and, you know, it, it continues to grow and blossom as oh, yeah. it should. Well, you already know. You know how I operate. <laughs> Not on the front, but right. I'll be um, I'm behind the scenes and in the space. Yeah. Will, uh, uh-huh. I'll be helping. Yeah. Um, and also uh, to the Kosh listeners, you know, for you out there who have those type of influences, um, there's a couple of things I'm thinking right now in my mind. A. Kosh, my plea to you is don't let Appleton have everything. <laughs> I'm just saying. There's no reason that we can't have this here in the Kosh. The Kosh needs this. When we do get murals, they're beautiful murals. There's more spaces for beautiful murals. And why not engage our kids here mm-hmm. in the Kosh with this same type of programming? Now, the one thing that I do know is Nail has ties to this community, too. Yep. And he would love to break in. So if we can figure out where this red tape is and try to figure out how do we how do we overcome it? How do we get around it? Or at least how do we discuss, uh, start the discussion for um, uh, a discussion around it, period, yeah. you know, whatever it is. So we can provide these same type of opportunities here for our students. Yeah. And, and even though 
And I want to also share, Nao talks a lot about black and brown um, children and students, but those weren't the only students there. Oh, no. It was all students. Yeah, yeah. And I do mean all students. Mm -hmm. Um, So don't think this conversation isn't about you and your kids, too. Oh, yeah, definitely not. I mean, I I think where I, I tend to lean is towards folks that like might look with me but really it's about uplifting marginalized or kids that need it really you know what i mean like i think that's the biggest thing is like every kid needs something right and and um, then and in this time some of that is based around socioeconomics mm -hmm. some of that is you know kids who don't have yeah, literally. I mean, I was a kid who didn't have, and oh. I think that's where a lot of, like, I rec- I see that. Just, wor- you know, working in a high school, it's easy for me to pick out, like, oh, yeah, okay, this person, this person. You know, like, when I, pa- I painted a mural at East, and we got two kids from my program, for, so two black students. There's also a Venezuelan Mexican kid, and then there's also a white student, a big, just giant mural on the side of East, right? But it's like, I recognize that those kids need something, but it's, it's not just about the kids that need something. It's like they take this back. Like I think about Trevor, right? Trevor, I painted on the side of East. Trevor was born a woman, right? And so I painted Trevor on the side. And now Trevor gets to take that back to their community. And be like, yo, I belong at East. East, I was home. East was cool. Look at this. Is Look at me on the big, this big wall. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this, these ripple effects. Like it's chess. It's all chess. Everything's a chess move. You know what I mean? But yes, Oshkosh School District, get at me. Let's talk. Uh, I I want more than Oshkosh School District to get at you because it also does take, um, I would like to see some of the businesses of Oshkosh, you know, um, that would be awesome. There's, you know, it's an engaged community. I mean, I wouldn't live here if this wasn't so amazing. I wouldn't have a show called (laughs) The Kosh if I didn't have so much love for The Kosh, right? So, I mean, I'm just saying, let's not stand on the sidelines and watch uh, others do these things. Let's, let's be... Let's be ahead of the game and not behind the game. Let's mm-hmm. not, let's be on offense, not on defense. Let's Facts. let's be in front of change and not uh, a subject to change. <laughs> right? Okay. Anything else you'd like to say? Uh. Mm, nah. I mean, even you know, wherever you are, whoever you are listening, next summer, August, probably second, third week, somewhere in that realm. Paint the City Volume 2, come paint. How did it get at you? Uh, follow me on social media. Uh, typically Instagram, uh, at underscore I dot M dot art underscore. Otherwise, um, at Someday Studios, and that's going to be my wife and I's collaborative work. She's also an artist. Shout out to my wife. I love you. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. What I will do is we'll make sure that uh, we will put um, contact information into the episode notes. Cool. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, we are at that time of the show where we start winding down. Um, Kosh listeners, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, giving us your time, spending it with us, listening to the conversation. Um, You already know we are a work in progress. Um, we do not have this all figured out. We, I make changes. Please reach out to me. Actually, I want to send big fat shouts out to the many, many uh, people who have reached out to me in recent weeks, um, who've been, who have found the cash, who are paying attention to the cash now, listening to these episodes, going back and listening to past episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you 
um, this is a unique platform. We do it a little bit different here. <laughs> that's for sure. So um, please, 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 if you'd like to be a guest, if you'd like to send a shout out, um, if you'd like to tell us something that would help make the show better, if you got a segment idea, whatever it is, please reach out to us at askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, that is askthekosh at gmail.com. Once again, I always want to put out there, if you want to send your own personal shout outs, we do have a voicemail. Send your shout out. We'll put, we'll incorporate it into the show. Or if you just want to send us a, a vocal message, because I'm not going to lie, I like phone calls better than I like emails. <laughs> um, please reach out to us at 920-385-9298. Once again, that is 920-385-9298. And then you already know what I'm going to say too. There's nothing that screams local more local than having a the kosh t-shirt or hat i'm just gonna say right now that's local that's super local even though we may be rolling out of farmer's market season that does not mean you wouldn't want to rock this in other places and occasions i'm just saying if you truly are saying you are representative of the community come the kosh out with me that is just how that does work and you can uh Reach out to me personally or uh, at askthekasha gmail.com if you have any interest in hats or t-shirts. Okay. So, Nao, you know what's next? I'll tell you what's next. This is my favorite part of the show. Let me just break that down. <laughs> it is shout-out time. All right. What do you got? What do you got? I mean, I, I kind of mentioned it, but first and foremost, got to shout-out my wife, Valerie. Um, you know, without her, there's no me for real. She sacrificed a lot so that I could be where I'm at. And, you know, she's doing her own amazing work as an artist and as a mover and shaker over at the Trout Museum of Art. Um, but also carrying my third child. I could never do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, that's my hero for real. Um, also, shout out, of course, can't forget the other only great woman in the world, my mom. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, you know, the person who carried the torch initially, you know, always shout out to my mom because she raised me and you know brought me through life ups and downs whatever she's the one who you know forced my hand and going to college and which you know brought me out here and changed my entire life so without my mom I don't ever end up in this space in this place and probably very likely would be very much a statistic um you know and then shout out to uh my people that I'm working with every day like I said earlier Jen Stefani I can't wait to work with you more She's amazing, Appleton Downtown Inc. She is just, I, don't, I can't say enough good words about her. You I'm going to have to agree with you. That's man. my people, for real. Um, Mike Hernandez, you know, I, I look forward to, he's always supporting me. and Facts. always Yeah, he's always looking for, for ways to keep things going, paint the sitting volume, too. You know, he's, you know, right in my corner. And I can't appreciate enough having people with power in my corner. You know, like, I just, I don't know if I just put myself there, but as just being an artist, I feel like, oh, you know, I'm just an artist. And so it's always great to have people with, for whatever reason, I, th I think of myself as not having the credibility that other people have, you know. And so I, I love Mike Hernandez. He's, he kept me in my day job. Um, he always speaks words of wisdom, and I appreciate that. Um, shout out to my uh, star team. So that's my day job, working as an advocate and mentor for black students. You know, we, uh, we give each other life, bounce ideas. I was just with them all Friday, and so it's always it's always great to, you know, have a strong team in your corner. Um, also, shout out to Kelsey over at uh, Appleton East. Uh, she's the one who partners with me on Paint the City, the representative of the district. And, um, 
largely in, in charge of like the organization aspect and helping me think about things from from that type of lens instead of just the creative lens and then lastly imagine fox cities you know um they gave me a platform and a space to do things with art and i i really truly appreciate that i i think um you know when art i don't i want to say art was created but like when in the back in the day day you know uh, Michelangelo, Da Vinci, like artists were the people who determined how society was moving. They determined like what we should be thinking and what we should be doing. And through the different platforms and opportunities I've had that I feel like art has is like channeling those, the roots of what the power that art is. And I imagine Fox cities gave me a space to do that this year. And then is, is giving, you know, eight other artists the space to do the same. And I appreciate that. That's amazing, man. Mm. All right. Um, my shout outs this week. Um, shout out to Madison 365. Um, right now, Madison 365 is focusing on the most influential Latinx individuals in Wisconsin. I just love whenever they do this. Mad shout out. Mad shout out to some of those people who made the list from our region. We've had multiples and several. So, um, big fat shout out to them for that recognition and just for doing that programming overall. Um, shout out to my fraternity brother, Solo T. Bro, <laughs> yes, you you know. That's all I'm going to say. Um, shout out to Dr. Robinson, uh, another fraternity brother, uh, just a good brother out here doing amazing things and making a difference in so many different ways. Um, resilience, man, resilience. That's the key. Um, shout out to Oliver and his team over at the Building for Kids. You want to talk about an amazing team and just amazing leadership, like Oliver over there and what he's doing at the Building for Kids, like it blows me away all the time. There's such a thoughtfulness Mm -hmm. um, into the way that they engage and partner and the team that he creates, like those are just good people that get it done. And they get it done the right way. So I, I got mad love for them. Um, shout out to Dawn over at Casa of the Fox Cities. I uh, got a chance to go to uh, Casa Blanca, their, their gathering. Um, it was fire. It was just a really awesome fundraising uh, uh, gala. Um, I'm not one for galas, but I enjoyed myself at this gala. So, you know, every once in a while I will put the suit on and the tie, you know, and do the things. Well, this one made me feel pretty comfortable. So I'm, I'm, I'm pre- I, I am honored I was invited and thank you for having me. Um, no words. Um, big shout out to Rayon Brown and all the work that you do. You already know, Ray. You demand me and Ray got some things to do in this next week coming up at Chopped. Partnering here and me and him are going to be cooking together. That's on some different. We will see how that goes. Well, it's going to go fabulous because the one thing I know is we both we we both got the skills and the ego to make it happen. <laughs> I'm just saying, for real, for real. Um, shout out to Myra Pasias. Um, hey, Myra, you already know, girl. We're going to uh, miss you. We're going to miss you. Mm-hmm. We're going to miss you. Um, and last shout out goes to Chris Annis. Uh, Chris Annis, thank you, sir, for, um, taking the time to, to walk with me and balance my soul. There's something for that. When people give you that time and 
they share that wisdom. There's a lot. Uh, not everybody makes time, so I got to say thank you when people do. All right. So, Nail, we got one last thing to do. What's that? All right. The last thing to do, and you got choices in here. This is, this is, this is, <laughs> there's choices in this. Okay. So, what you have is you can do parting words of wisdom or that's option A. Yeah. Option B is what would your self today tell your 12 year old self or option C all of the above. I'm going to go ahead and do the C because a is intertwined with B. All right. Um, you know what I, what I tell myself now is, um, or my 12 year old self is don't worry about the things that have happened and the things that are, that are yet to come. Cause you're going to shake out all right. And it's all part of the story and your story is going to reach people and impact people in ways that you would never believe. And that, that ties into a, because a is now how I live my life. And I believe it's an ancient Japanese proverb, right? And it says fall down seven times, stand up eight. It's all about resilience. Um, and it's like, you know, I didn't have anybody to impart those words about not hanging your head too much uh, with life's hardships. Um, so yeah, that's me. Fire. <laughs> Fire, man. All right. What you think? Hey man, thank you so much for the platform, bro. Like for real. This is a blast. The cash. Yeah. yeah, shout out Timber. Hey. Doing it. Taking care of us. 